0: Welcome to Potty Podcast Cinema. I am Dan with me as always is Andy and we're back. We had a little bit of a week off and next week's gonna be tough too but we've got a ton of stuff that we watched in the meantime. Um, Some really good shows. Uh, We finished up we got a lot of finales in um, One I was behind on for a while but we got and we got new shows starting like it's I feel like my backlog just because I was gonna do like you kept telling me to watch For All Mankind so like I'm like, yeah. okay, it's on. Like, that's the next thing on the docket was For All Mankind. And then I started We Own This City. And I was like, okay, well, it's a short it's a short series. I can knock that out and then get something else. But we've got all these other things going on. And it's like everything is good right now. It, it is. That's the thing. Not only is there a ton on, it's also really good. <laughs> like, uh, like,
1: For All Mankind, so uh, Season 2 was, like, it was almost unanimous. Like, everyone whose taste you would probably care about (laughs) like taika waititi and david lindelof like Mm -hmm. different different people like with decent taste uh are all saying like pretty unanimously like for all mankind season two was like unreal it was the best thing on tv yeah uh and then it ended in a cool way but there was very real reason to think season three could go off the rails and not be great and it is great and I just saw like, yeah, it's getting like all this recognition for season three being better than season two. And I'm like, God dang. And we're only a couple episodes in. So, yeah, it's just imaginative and fun and cool. And uh, and then we have a bunch of things getting ready to start this week, which we'll talk about in a bit. So yeah. we're going to get further behind.
0: Yes. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Well, let's talk about the stuff that we have seen. So one of the yes. first ones, we're three episodes in. I have not watched the third episode yet, but I plan on doing that tonight. And that's uh, The okay. Old Man. Um, so this is a mini series on FX and it stars Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow, uh, Leah Shawcat, who I like everyone else is kind of new. Oh, Amy Brenneman, um, yeah. has been around a while Ferrante here you've seen in a ton of things. And so far I haven't met some of the other people that you might yeah, know I, in this, but, uh, um, yeah, I haven't seen episode three either. So, okay, good. They're on the same page. Yeah. The first, so this is going to be a slower burn. I think, I feel like it might build up but it makes sense that it would be a slower burn because Jeff Bridges is like 90 and it's (laughs) going to be hard for him to recover from an aspirin. Not going to be fast-paced. Yeah. (laughs) So basically what it is is Jeff Bridges used to be this um, – basically like a Jason Bourne. Think Jason Bourne, but a little bit more, I guess, like a rural soldier. So in the first Gulf War, even before the Cold War, uh, the U.S. was – uh, fighting with Afghanistan, which with a group that would later become the they were the Mujahideen, which would later become like Al Qaeda and things like that. But they're well, we were helping them. We were helping them. Yeah, we were. I'm sorry, yeah. we were helping them against the Russians. And right, uh, Jeff Bridges' character. It shows he's a, a young version of him, uh, played by Bill Heck, and he's like, look, I can't. He gets wrapped up in this uh, this guy, Faraz Hamzad, and so far, we're not sure. Like Jeff Bridges' character thinks he's. Uh, uh, like uh, really, uh, a really he's a good leader who's just trying to lead his people whereas john a young john lithgow played by i don't remember who played him but um is his handler and he's telling him no this guy's just another warlord you're, you're you're fighting against other warlords for a warlord so we're not really sure what's going on there uh now it's present day john lithgow or jeff bridges left to be with his his wife who we haven't seen how he meets her and basically lives off the grid unbeknownst to, you know, the CIA doesn't think they're after him. All of a sudden they're after him for some reason and they don't know why.
1: Well, well, and they believed he's dead.
0: Yeah. Um, Even his, his like,
1: I don't know, friend slash uh, nemesis uh, uh, played by John Lithgow. Yeah. I mean, there, there's really interesting comments made the whole time where he's just kind of like, you know, he's like, I see Dan Chase is it's Jeff Bridges character. I see Dan Chase as the enemy as well, but there's things that we both were a part of that need to stay secret. Yeah. But we don't really know what that is yet other than, than that. And yeah, it seemed they've said m- multiple times to Jan chase was like, uh, he's going to be on the side of what he believes is right. Mm-hmm. So, so if he was helping, uh, the, the, we'll just say Afghans and, and Iraqis, uh, fight Russia. Um, and then we, of course, totally went a 180 uh, later on. Then uh, it may be that he refused to to fight against him, or I don't know, but we're going to find something interesting out there. Um, and John Watts did this of the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. yeah, and it's, man, it's been good. I mean, the first couple episodes had some really great action. The second one was a little slower, but it needed to be. Yeah, it was more foundational. Yeah, it had to set up who i think is going to end up being one of the main characters in uh amy Brenneman and then also the guy that we see as the bad guy right now um John so the left. cia
0: is after dan chase no uh uh raymond waters uh who oh, is yeah. the Played by e. J. young e. B- guy ej Bonilla, who's done uh, so far i like him a lot in this a good job yeah yeah and he's brought in to catch dan chase but
1: you know, uh, uh, Harold Harper, John Lithgow's character, is the, uh, it, it is basically the head of the CIA. So he's he's no, shoving no, himself he, into the situation. The,
0: no, he's the, in the FBI. He's like the FBI, deputy sorry, yeah, secretary yep. of the FBI. Yeah.
1: You're, you're right. Sorry, I said that wrong. Yep.
0: And so he's a big part of this as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where all that goes. Well, and Waters um, knows. Some... Waters is uh, – he suspects that Lithgow is helping uh, oh, Jeff he knows. Bridges. Well, yeah, yeah he, he, he knows, but he's not – he doesn't have the actual evidence, but he knows. Yeah, he made it pretty obvious at the end of the first
1: episode that he was just kind of like, yep, that happened, and you don't know what you're dealing with here, so kind of back off, and Waters is not backing off. Yeah. So uh, we're going to see where that goes. I have some interesting theories. I have some theories on uh, Angela Adams, Allie Shock's that's character. Um, but, yeah, this looks like it's going to go some fun places, and and the action's great. Love the dogs. The dogs are great. <laughs> Love oh god love the dogs yeah uh that yeah nothing better happened to those dogs man <laughs> <laughs> you know that
0: one of them's gonna get hurt they're gonna you know die it, yeah yeah but, one or both but yeah. i don't know i don't necessarily know that jeff bridges is gonna end up being the good guy and i don't know that john lithgow is gonna necessarily be the bad guy like he went out of his way he's like he because he, he called jeff bridges Griefy. when he found out he's like look they're coming after you you got two choices you can leave everyone including your daughter behind and never contact her again because that's the first thing they are gonna do is they're gonna sit on her and wait for you to show up and you can just disappear and no one will ever find you again but if you go see her then they're gonna come after you so he gave and he's like and they're probably gonna get me to do it and I'm gonna do my job so like he's like look man I mean he gave him a heads up a heads up he's like look I'm gonna do this so he tried to give him an out but we'll see I don't know I'm interested by that
1: yeah and and uh Keep in mind in the first episode, we get to see Dan Chase's wife and she's middle. She's of Middle Eastern descent. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So somehow I think that he saved Faraz Hamzad. Yeah. Uh, and went against the, the CIA and, and FBI to do so. And so, yeah, faked his death and he's been hiding. But yeah. uh, and they're pissed about that. Um, and they said Faraz Hamzad's trying hard to find Dan Chase. Yeah. Um, but they also made it sound like he wants to kill him. So, Yeah. This is this will be great. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. it's a show I wasn't expecting, and it was better than I expected.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if that's possible, it is a slow burn. Through the se- the second episode is very much a slow burn, so just be prepared for that. Um, yeah. the next movie is it's not a slow burn. It's it, but it's it, it was fun, uh, fun ish. Uh, yeah. Spiderhead. So this is the movie directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who just did the uh, Tom Top Gun Maverick movie, which is. Crazy! It just crossed a billion dollars, um, and it he brings back Miles Teller, and then also Chris Chris Hemsworth and Journey Smollett, and that's basically mm. the entire cast. Uh, Mark yeah. Paguio plays or plays Verlaine, uh, and is in a, a bit, but it's basically three characters carrying the whole thing. And correct. Right. Sorry, they're doing construction outside my window. Uh, and so basically. What it is is there's prisoners, and to get time taken off their sentence, they can go and contribute to be part of this experiment led by Chris Hemsworth, and they get this apparatus put in the the, the smaller back, and through an app on the phone, Chris Hemsworth can increase drug levels. Some are euphoric, uh, some are terrifying. Uh, some make you uh, lustful. Aphrodisiac? Yeah, yeah, an aphrodisiac. Some just. There's one guy that they just make him eat. Like, he, all he does is eat and throw up, and he's just constantly hungry. And yeah. uh, that poor guy. But you kind of go through it. It's on this island, it's on its own thing. And clearly there's something up with Prince Hemsworth. Uh, Miles Teller's trying to battle his demons. Journey small like, because, like, they're all prisoners, so they're dealing with stuff. And so you, they're trying to deal with. Mm uh-huh. hmm kind of what led him to that
1: it felt like they were trying to do uh the like the seven deadly sins like like each one of those things you could say it's uh uh, a chemical in your body that makes you do certain things but it also you know it was it was lust it was sloth it was greed it was you know whatever Uh, i'm trying to think of uh when you overeat uh gluttony (laughs) yes gluttony uh all these and so yeah it was interesting but uh uh, yeah, it's one of those things, it didn't burn as bright as I thought it would. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a slow burn, it just didn't burn as bright as I thought it would. Mm-hmm. It, it was good, though. It was. It, I'll change that. It was very interesting. And I enjoyed it. I don't need more. <laughs> but I enjoyed it just fine, and, and I'm pretty sure the actors made it better than it was. Yeah, I agree um, with that. If you had lesser actors, there's no way you'd have cared so much yeah. about these characters, and... and like you said, I mean, I mean, first of all, Chris Hemsworth as a bad guy was delightful. That. And a bad guy that at the same time was like, but I want to be your friend. <laughs> like mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't as horrible as he could be. But what he was doing was horrible. Well, but that's um, the thing
0: is, like, he was delusional about like he never really wanted to be their friend. Like he was they were always just like because some of I don't want to ruin anything. So if you, you haven't seen it and you want to skip the next 20 seconds, but. He, they, like a bunch of them, were could have been released, and he didn't let them go because he still wanted to do his his experiments. So he wasn't a good guy. That's true. He was That's very true. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He was very self involved. He just acted very like he was a friend so. guy to because he's like, oh, the board wants this. The board wants this. Well, no, he was all him. He was making all the decisions because it was his company.
1: Yeah, he was he was
0: definitely yeah he was definitely evil uh,
1: in in a lot of ways. But I mean, there was even a point where he was on like that truce syndrome, and he's like, "But we're friends." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like to, to Miles Teller's character, like I think he really liked Miles Teller's That's a good character. Point. Yeah, like 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 he he was he couldn't lie, and he's just like, "But we're friends." And I I think it was just like you said, delusional. I think he's like I I don't he didn't have friends because remember he was left alone by his father. Yeah, so like he he could only manufacture friends like and that's what he was trying to do was manufacture love i mean mm-hmm. they, they say that so his whole his whole deal was yeah he wasn't loved never felt loved and so and so after you know his experiments he'd show him go back up to his room and he'd crank up that feeling of love mm-hmm. uh, for himself mm-hmm. not for someone else he wasn't trying to sleep with other people by doing that kind of thing you know he was just trying to feel loved and i think yeah that's i think, think any kind of friendship even if it was forced and tricked to do so was like his delusional way, like, he took, they said he took Miles' helicopter in an airplane once uh, yeah. <laughs> despite not being supposed to, and, like, all this stuff, and, and took uh, took her to the land to get something she needed one day, and just a uh, Journey Smollett's character, but yeah, as usual, Journey Smollett, I felt like, stole it, <laughs> like, every part of what she did was, I just I think she's so a great actor, they were all three solid, yeah, they were all three solid, but, like, she can just turn on these emotions in a strong way where you're like, God, like, she's going through it, <laughs> right now, you know, and uh, I don't know. Especially the the fear one, that was pretty solid. Uh, but uh, she's afraid of the stapler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has just a horrifying, crippling feel of fear of a stapler. And uh yeah, overall though, yeah, I, I think I'd tell people to watch it still, though. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think I would say don't watch it. I would just be like, don't expect it. it's going to blow your mind. But like a Black Mirror episode, which we kind of talked that's about, that's what it this was. Kind of is. That's what yeah, it was. it's it was like, just a Black yeah, Mirror watch episode. It.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what would you rate this?
1: Oof. I guess, like, uh, oof. the thing is, like, again, if it were acted by lesser actors, mm-hmm. uh, it'd be a really mediocre score.
0: But that's the thing about 6.
1: the 6.7?
0: 6.7? Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's... 6.5? Yeah, I gave it a, a 6.8, so, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, yeah. So we were kind of low on it. But I thought it was a a solid 6.8 or 6.7. And like you said, with the actors, but that's pretty much all it was. Like it was just a room full of actors. There wasn't too much else to it. There wasn't too many other actors. It was three main actors just kind of making their way through the movie. And I think that's what made it good. There was some good uh, cinematography that I thought was kind of cool, the different things that they did. But yeah, yeah, so IMDb gave it a 5.4, which is really a 6.4. And then uh, Rotten Tomatoes. 42% Forty-two percent from critics and thirty-one from audience, which is much lower. Ooh, than Ooh, thought. Ouch. Yeah, which is much lower ouch. than I thought. I thought it was a solid six. It's not going to change your life, but if you're like, eh, uh, I just want a movie where I can just kind of sit and chill. I thought that was a, this was a good one. Yep. Agreed. All right. Um, let us move on then to Kenobi. So I'm going to let you take over this because oh. I got. I just got. <laughs> I don't care anymore about the Star Wars things, really, unless it's yeah, I, unless it's Mandalorian. M- yeah, yeah, Mandalorian. It's the only one I've watch, liked. Yeah, I will watch the Andor one just because I thought Rogue One was probably the best Star Wars movie of all time.
1: I'm not. I'm just, I'm sick of seeing these characters that I already know what's going to happen to him.
0: Yeah. He, he's going to live. Andor's going to live. And he's
1: going to move on to go do what he's going to do in Rogue One. Like, yeah. Stop mining every night. I think we spoke about just a few minutes ago. But every ten minutes of, of timeline that's not filled in with books, movies, or, or uh, cartoons are like, we're going to... We're going to take that nine years. And there's three years over here for you to handle. My, uh, my godson stayed with us for a few months. He, he works in political campaigns. And they literally do this. They, they take a, a politician that's a candidate for, say, governor, and there's a different person for, like, every 10 years of that person's life. And as they get older, it's every five years. And that person has to study every, that, every detail of those five years of that candidate's life oh God, in case like- a question is asked of them. And uh, that's what it feels like they're doing in Star Wars. (laughs) It's like, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. From 31 to 34, we don't have Luke's story here. Uh, He could be doing anything. Let's fill that in. And (laughs) it just has to stop. It's just come up with new characters. Rogue One was the best thing they've done in a long time. Yeah, agreed. And so was the Mandalorian. And both of them were totally new characters. But
0: not the first season of Mandalorian. Mandalorian the first. No, season... No, it took some. It took some setting up and, yeah, and getting it had used this to it. Same but issues as this. It's
1: but it's still it's still to me the second best thing done by. Them. I I love season two. I love the parts of Boba season Fett that were basically just Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I I just think it took a little bit of time for them to get their understanding of how that world was going to work. They were doing yeah. twenty minute episodes the first season, and it just man. But anyway, it, it caught up, and so my point is, the new characters breathed life into the franchise, and Taika Waititi is going to do the same thing. He said he's not going to have anything to do with anything that's been previous. Yeah. And uh, 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 but he's actually not the first. There's someone else. Is it Colin Trevorrow, or someone? Well, so Colin Trevorrow
0: uh, it wrote a script for the last. I guess it would be chapter nine in the Skywalker saga, or you call it the Palatine Pal- Pal- Palpatine saga. But he wrote the finale and it like parts of it got parts of it got leaked i don't think the whole thing got leaked but parts of it did and it was actually re- like the high points oh no it was, was the whole thing really good it was yeah and so but it, for some reason they didn't go in that direction
1: yeah there's a guy who actually uh, read the entire yeah, script that. Yeah. <laughs> on,
0: on a deal so you can see the whole thing and yeah it
1: is way better than what ended up being done by jj's thing but no you know who it is john watts is who was i was thinking of who does who did the old man mm-hmm. and did the spider-man movies he's written a, a script and he's show running a, a star wars series called skeleton crew that stars jude law and it's going to be a little bit like goonies in star wars <laughs> where oh. it follows a group of kids who are around 10 years old who get lost in the star wars universe oh my God, um it's, it's yeah and it's not gonna uh he said i we may see things that we're familiar with from Star Wars, but it's not going to be like Luke Skywalker. Good. It's like they might end up on Endor at one point, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like whether or, or they may run into a Wookiee or or whatever, but they're not going to shove the Star Wars mythology down her face. It's going to be all new characters by John Watts. That's so. actually
0: genius. That they because the problem is like you they've kind of done every. It feels like they've done everything, but now you mm-hmm. have this whole different mm-hmm. world. So you can do like a Goonies in that world, or you could do like things tropes that have been yeah. played out in our world and our the, the the normal earth one if you want to call it you could start doing it in different universes and one of them being star wars and that's i think that's pretty incredible that's a great yeah, idea
1: absolutely
0: absolutely they did that with spider-man I mean, they made it basically a uh, john hughes movie yeah that's exactly what they did
1: and it was john watts
0: so yeah. I, i'm sure john watts this
1: guy is doing this too so I'm, I'm sure he knows what he's doing and and I'm excited for new life there. But mm-hmm. as far as Kenobi goes, um, the la- I will say the last two episodes were better than the previous bunch. But uh, And you got to see a lot more uh, lightsaber duels and, and fun stuff like that. And you got to see kind of a surprise twist that wasn't revealed in the best possible way. It could have been done to be even bigger twist and more fun. But they just kind of crapped the bed on it because it looked like they got lazy. Uh, yeah. But it was still an okay, cool reveal. Uh, so there was some stuff like that. Part of what I think happened is it's been, it's been, I guess, known, <laughs> not by me, but I've heard many people talk about that. It was kind of well known that Kenobi was originally going to be a movie and they decided yeah. to make it a series. So they basically just tried to stretch out their two and a half hour movie concept into into six hours. <sighs> instead of just writing a better series Mm -hmm. and so that's that's what's been done so uh, i can see why it would would have worked better as a movie uh but still still i didn't need it (laughs) i never needed this i I, you know i'll say of all of the things this did have the most promise if if you were gonna mine something that happened before because you're not mining a luke skywalker you're mining Kenobi who we've really never got to see be the total badass that we're led to believe he he was at some point. So the, I, I am okay with the fact that they wanted to do something with a younger Kenobi or that middle, middle age, I should say Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we have like a 30 year gap or 40 year gap where we know nothing about Darth Vader, or what he was doing. So I'm kind of okay with that too. Like that was a kind of a good way to do it, but the execution just was not great.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll go back and watch it. I think I'm just kind of done with any of the Star Wars. I'll, I'll watch Mandalorian, but I think for the most, it's not going to take precedent. I'm not going to get excited about those like I do with the Marvel ones or anything, any other shows. Agreed. I'm just Agreed. kind of, if it, if I got nothing on, I might stumble into it. Um, it doesn't hold a candle to Marvel. Yeah. Uh, one thing where that's absolutely not the case is The Boys. And we just got episode, was it six? Um, Hero Gasm. We sure did. Which I might be one of the highest. It got a 9.8 on IMDb. So it's one of the highest rated episodes they've had, if not the highest. And um, rightfully so. It was. We got a lot of stuff. Well, first of all, we got a a hero. uh, A hero people's. A super people's Orgy. orgy. Um, We got Love Sausage back. So they briefly showed him in the. Uh, I think it was season two. And it's a big Russian guy with the extendable uh, genitals. And he's actually one of their buddies in Russia. When they go to Russia, he's actually uh, like their main contact, and the guy that helps them. So I'm, I'm glad he got a little bit more screen time because he's pretty funny in the comics. Uh, and we got we, what we also got was everyone confronting their nemesis uh, and kind of how they react to that. So Carl Urban sees Homelander, his nemesis, and it's Scorched Earth. It's what he's always wanted. It's he, two superpowers mm-hmm. just beating the hell out of each other. Um, Huey meets his nemesis, A-Train, and he's like, I want an apology. And A-Train's kind of been through stuff, and he gives him like a heartfelt, genuine apology. And Huey was so pumped up. He to, didn't like, know if to... Yeah, because he, he finally yeah, he, had the superpower. And he's like, he so he just... He wanted to hit him. And when he... Did, yeah, he's he like, I finally have anyway. the
1: power... Yeah, he's like, I finally have the power to... To get justice and kill a training yeah uh for doing what he did to me and now like he gives me this like you said huge heartfelt apologies like he didn't know what to do with it yeah like yet he he's just like what are, and he just like punches him out well of he's also like,
0: well he's also the drugs are starting to mess with him like, right he, yeah it's starting to mess with his head because it's power it's not so much the drug is what the drug gives is the power and then most importantly exactly. was well how mm when he runs into soldier boy and he can either confront him uh, or Starlight says, no, look, there's people that are injured. We need to help them. And instead of acting on his revenge, he goes to help the people because that's who M.M. is. He's He right. wants to. He just wants to help people no matter how much. And he's, like, Huey was the, he said he's our canary. He's like, kind of their moral compass. And it's he's not anymore. It's become M.M. And Huey's kind of lost his way and how he's fought with Starlight. And then it leads to one of the most... The, one of the greatest battle scenes, where it's Soldier Boy, uh, and Butcher against Homelander, and then Huey gets involved a little bit too for a second.
1: <laughs>
0: Naked Huey. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, that worked out really well. And and we saw because we didn't cover episode five either. Oh, that's but right, uh, yeah. what what we saw from episode five that was interesting for all of this and why they almost won is that uh, whatever was done to Soldier Boy while he was you know tortured basically tortured for decades yeah. right um was uh somehow he has this ability where he hits uh, uh the, the the woman who i forget what her name is now kimiko yeah. uh he hits kimiko with this red energy blast that comes out of him when he gets angry and it takes away superheroes powers yeah it it, it nullifies the, the, whatever they call it this inside their their body the v yeah. uh the v yeah i can't want to say v um yeah so he hit Kamiko with it who and she can't heal now so she's been going through what she's going through over in russia uh being unable to to heal so if he were to hit homelander with that they're gonna win and and as they they're holding him down in that epic fight yeah that he's about to unleash this red blast of energy where they're gonna Nullify Homelander, and then Homelander and managed to just slip away last second and yeah. just and just hightail it out of there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is. I mean, it's leading to a point where, like, something major is going to happen at the end of this season. I, I, I think guy. it could be
0: like I think it could be like a Marvel Civil War kind of thing because you're seeing Huey Butcher and because uh, when they come out of the house first, it's it's Soldier Boy, and then it's Butcher, and then it's Huey, and it shows Butcher's following. Soldier Boy now. Like, it's not like they're in control. They're following Soldier Boy, and then Huey's following Butcher. Like, they're all kind of following. And then there's Starlight, there's M.M., and we'll see where that goes. And then Frenchie is with Kamiko, but he just gets away from, um, oh, what's her name? Little Natalie, little Nina, who basically, she she puts him in a room, naked, uh, and cuffed, and says, you have to choose between Kamiko or his girlfriend from the very beginning of the show, and says one of them's gonna die. You have to choose. or I'm gonna kill them both. Um, he never chooses. Luckily, Kamiko's able to get free, and they uh, they fight their way out. But she does. Kamiko does so in a really brutal manner, and she's like, it wasn't. She was like, I thought when the superpowers are gone, that took the monster away from me. But it turns out I was the monster the whole time. So now she's gonna deal with that that arc.
1: And at the same time, uh, you have Huey. Uh, immediately after that scene where she says, like you said, it's not, it wasn't the V, it's me. I'm yeah. the monster. Yeah. You have Huey teleporting uh, uh, Starlight away from quote unquote danger that she wasn't afraid of, and she's like, what are you doing? And he says, like, you know, she's like, you don't, you don't need to save me. He's like, but I want to. I'm sick of being powerless and blah blah blah. Yeah. And, you know, I have to be able to save you She's like, oh, so it was never the V that's that's making you, you know. Be this, with this weaker, uh, you know, person. It was always you. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. And she's like, so it's so they're realizing that the V is kind of like steroids.
0: It's just or amplifying mon, or what. Or money you, or power. Your, That's what I saw. It was like, yeah. I saw it more as like money and power. It, well, I thought it
1: was his insecurity.
0: And, no, no. I she saying, says, well, you're saying steroids. Like it just it just brings out what's deep inside of you. I saw it as yeah, money and power as and, opposed to steroids.
1: Yeah, and I was just gonna say steroids amplify. Whatever mood you're already in, people used to say that they thought it just made you roid rage, uh, but they found out that steroids will just amplify whatever you're in. So okay. happy people are really happy when you're upset, you're really upset when you're... <laughs> And so, uh, but yeah, you're, maybe you're right. And and she's just like, yeah, you're you're obsessive power because you're insecure, and that's who you are. She's like, I thought it was just the V making you act weird, but yeah. you know, you're insecure and that's who you are. So she's kind of she seems to be kind of done with them. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna lead. I think Huey's still going to end up being our our you know our canary yeah. yeah in the end but I think that I think it'd be be interesting interesting if you know homelander gets you know what I could see homelander killed at the end of the season like and and then being replaced by soldier boy to a degree mm-hmm. like I, I could see this going very unexpected directions because yeah. I don't think we get more than another year or two of the boys I could just say that I right but I think they're going to go out on top and uh, so, if something like that happens, then you're going to have, you know, one common enemy of Soldier Boy, and I think Butcher and Huey are going to have to realize, yeah, stop, you know, we got to get off this drug that we're obsessed with, and uh, and and take out Soldier Boy and just finish all this, destroy the V, and Butcher's not going to want to, and I think Butcher's going to become the soup that he's always hated to the point that he was even sleeping with Maeve. Yeah, which was interesting uh, in last episode. Who, mm-hmm. who, by the way, has disappeared? We don't, yeah, they're assuming she's, she's dead, ab, but
0: they think home... but... well. Starlight says as much because at the end she's 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 like I'm going to use my Homelander made me America's sweetheart. I'm going to use that, and so she live streams when outside the hero gasm, with all those people are dead, and said Homelander says he has no control. He doesn't. It's Soldier Boy. He's back, and he's Homelander's a terrible, uh, sadistic person, and and I quit. I'm not Starlight anymore. And so you're going to start yeah. and you're going to start cuz this has been a political show the whole time. You're going to see the the kind He's of He's Trump. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. never hit they never hit. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. This was this was all about and they they've made fun of both sides and so it's been political from the beginning. But now people are starting mm-hmm. to get upset for some reason. But you're going to see the two factions work against each other. Um, which is going to be interesting. That's a really heavy way to go out for that episode. Um, and then just a little bit of house cleaning about what's happening with other people. A train comes across Blue Hawk who is basically kind of like the blue lives matter police and he's been targeting all these black people and so he brings him in to apologize because his brother's like why don't you do something about it and they're like we don't want an apology from this dude we want him to just stop and he ends up blue hawk ends up losing his mind hurting a bunch of people at the at the not even a rally It just like because he just he springs it on i think he's just a just community himself. singer who, Blue Hawk? Yeah I, think he's,
1: yeah, I think he's not even losing his mind. He's just, I think mean, he's, no, he's no, an awful awesome no, person, yeah. and
0: they've been saying this. Agree. Yeah. yeah, no, that's and just who he is. he shows is. it. Yeah, and he's like, I feel racist. Threatened. Yeah, he's like, I feel threatened. He's like, in a room full of people, and you're a super? And then A-Train eventually, when he runs into him at the Herogasm, he's like, you you, hurt my you know, my brother will never walking again. and Blue Hawk just does not care. And he ends up using the last bit of his running, because they said if you ever run again, you could have a heart attack. He uses up, drags Blue Hawk all, like, God knows how long. I mean, it's just a mutilated corpse at the end. If it looks like tenderized beef, uh, but has a heart attack and just collapses and maybe dies, we don't know. Um,
1: that's that's the interesting thing to me because Blue Hawks obviously supposed to be the police, yeah. right? The American police, yeah. And uh, and, and this racist and is you know he's uh, you know oh you you felt you know you felt worried about and you had to shoot an unarmed black man like that's what's going on all over the place, right? And the way A Train kills him. Is the way I'll never forget from uh was it uh oh small town, unfortunately, in Texas, uh Louisiana border area. Oh where yeah. they they drug they drugged that girl.
0: It was either Jasper or Vider County. Jasper
1: Jasper's Jasper, it, yeah. It's Jasper. And they drugged that poor girl and I'm like, oh, so he like he Jaspered him. Yeah. He jaspered the police, uh is what he did at the end. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that works out. And the fact that uh uh, Vaught and the media are covering for him. Like, yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, he's racist, but uh, deal with it. He's you know he's part of us. Really, you know we're gonna yeah. protect him.
0: Yeah, Uh yeah, So yeah. It. Um, and yeah. Then the only other thing is the deep had sex with an octopus.
1: <laughs> he sure did it <laughs> after having
0: to eat the other one. Which yeah. was
1: Oh my God, that scene having to eat the dude who's crying as he's eating him. Oh God, that was a twisted scene. So, yeah, yeah. This whole season has been unreal it's it's really been unreal and uh it's it's exceeded expectations which which is hard it is it's at this point yeah it's like how do you do that and uh and yet they've they've done a good job of doing it uh so yeah i can't wait to see where it ends
0: just the scenes like the one with homelanders talking to his like inner self through the mirror and he's like i can't do this and the other one's like grow up like telling him it was almost like a green goblin kind of thing norman odds but uh
1: it felt very much like that. Yeah. He's like, because he doesn't have anyone to, to, uh. He has uh, no peers. No peers, yeah. He doesn't have that motherly figure that he murdered at the first one, or the fatherly mm-hmm. figure that, uh, that he hated and murdered in the second episode, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, second season. Uh, so yeah, he's got nobody now, and yeah, and he's, and he's obviously very mentally deranged, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see where all this goes, and Black Noir is in the wind. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. And who is he helping? Is he helping to take out Soldier Boy, or is he realize Soldier Boy can help him take out Homelanders? So, yeah. yeah. We'll, he says uh, that we'll see. Yeah, and he, he ripped out his tracker so they wouldn't know where he was going and what he's doing. So he's got some secret that we know of, and it'll be interesting to see where that, where that goes.
0: Yeah. Uh, but my god, this has been a this is this is one of the best shows on TV.
1: It really is. It really is. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know where it can go. I'm just excited. Yeah, I'm always <laughs>
0: surprised. Uh, oh, one other thing is, when they were filming it, um, the, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Butcher, how did I forget his name now? Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban said they ran out of fake um, semen when they were filming that episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the char- the actress that plays Starlight said... Uh, she goes. The most fun I've ever had was watching the director of the Hero Gasm uh, episode. Uh, he goes. He, she goes. He spends four hours uh, shouting different things like, "Make sure you're thrusting more from your pelvis this direction. Keep your <laughs> keep your boobs up while he's humping you over on the side. You in the corner. Make sure we can see your whatever." And she goes. And then he just puts his his head in his hands. and goes. What am I doing with my career? <laughs>
0: That's pretty that's awesome. great. That's pretty great. Uh, yes. Um, the next show was actually a, a, a pleasant, pleasant surprise too. Um, the Miss Marvel. The Marvel uh, shows continue. This one is a character that I never really knew much about, never really cared much about. And from Could the have been less enthused. Yeah. From the trailers, it looked like okay. Well, they're this one's more for the kids than the adults, and that's fair because there are a lot of they've all been really great. Like the Loki one was not for kids, and. Uh, I mm-hmm. imagine the WandaVision was pretty tough for kids to understand. So this one was going to be more for kids. But they really did a good job of like, balancing where it's very accessible to kids but very enjoyable for adults. And so it's based on um, the character Kamala Khan, who is the first Muslim superhero that Marvel has done cinematically in any way. And because of that, the world is a terrible place and started downvoting it without ever seeing it.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it's currently got yeah. six point one on IMDb with forty three thousand, and that's actually up that's a ridiculous. lot from what it used to be. Uh,
1: yeah, and it's 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 they should no, IMDb needs to find a way to stop downvote parties from being able to happen. Yeah, they, they have to find a way to do it now you can they do finally allow you to see the breakdown of ones twos threes fours, okay. fives, whatever and so you can see that like you know 70 percent of the votes are zeros which is obviously it's not a zero or one i mean yeah. it's obviously not a one it's a really good show but um but yeah overall this has been a great series and and no uh <laughs> i saw like one of the number one not in the one. One of the main complaints from people from the trolls that were, Oh, it's uh it's depicting Muslim and like trying to get our, our kids to convert. And uh one of the actresses <laughs> goes, Yeah, that's how it's worked. You watch three episodes, so you're Muslim now. Congratulations, no take backs. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, I was like, Yeah, right? Like good for them. And and I'll tell you what's different. This feels very much like a Spider Man show which in a good way and that it's uh it's what she was in the comic she was a super fan she was a yeah. marvel super fan just like you the audience right mm-hmm. our marvel super fans and they go to avengers con and most people in the audience are like i'm gonna go there <laughs> and it's uh uh yeah it's just she's, she's a fan and um not just captain marvel they haven't done i feel like they should have maybe said one or two more things about how much she likes captain marvel throughout the series because she kind of likes everything but
0: no, but I definitely mean, stronger
1: towards Captain Marvel. No, I think, but, they've, uh, I think
0: they've covered that pretty well. Like, she dresses that, up as enough. her. Yeah, I think yeah. Dude, they've done a fine job with that.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. But, uh, yeah, no, I just think uh, I like that this is a family unit. It's a story about her family, not just her. So mm-hmm. it's because in her community, family and and, and uh, community, <laughs> I guess I said it, uh, they're very important part of who you are and and uh and and her religion and and her uh background as an indian and all that so it's yeah it's fun to see you know glimpse into their lives and and you know i think i saw a comment on reddit when they were talking about uh the show and and how it relates how you relate as you know someone not from that uh background you know watching it like is it still hard to appreciate and blah 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 and they're like no way like one of the top comments was like as a white person when I saw the uh the oh was the cleanup crew from the FBI damage control yeah 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 when i saw the woman from the damage control step into the mosque with their shoes on i just went, oh, no you didn't <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah i agree i felt that way too like, how disrespectful yeah <laughs> and uh although i wear my shoes everywhere <laughs> yeah but I wouldn't, yeah, you totally, I
0: wouldn't have known yeah
1: yeah but you I- totally you, you like you feel for them and you're like yeah and and it's
0: i don't know it's it's i think it's been a lot of fun to watch a different ethnicity you know what? it's kind of like what we were talking about star wars before where if you keep like if you just kept having everyone be like white americans in the spot, it does it after a while you're kind of beating a dead horse it's not as fun it's the same as a star wars you keep going back to that same well but when they reach outside of that like with rogue one or with mandalorian and you see something outside of that world that's like it, it brings so much more to the universe like i learned a lot more about this culture that i just didn't know and how that would be different for them. Like why would you not want a superhero from like every single kind of culture? Cuz I feel like that would be just to see that story would be interesting.
1: Yeah, like we've got the uh the new Egyptian superhero. Yeah. <laughs> we've got uh, a Wakanda series supposedly in the works. Okay. I've never seen more since the first time that was yeah. uh, told was coming and and now we got Ms. Marvel which has been great. Uh so yeah, it's uh she's been great. She's so likable. Oh my god. <laughs> as, a, as a Balani? character yeah, and an actress. Yeah, yeah, she's so likable. Uh, her best friend is likable. <laughs> Bruno's likable. We don't talk about Bruno, and, uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and you know that's coming. Disney owns it. It's coming, Dan. Oh, you be ready for that. Right. That joke is coming, and uh, they're setting that one up. Even though they, I know they, I know he keeps calling you Brian on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so again, come Yeah, that that was fun. I liked their little nod to uh, um, Kumail Nan- Nanjiani's uh, character from The Eternals. Uh, when they're sitting in the cafe talking about their favorite actors and movies, they mention him. Oh, they, they're both like, that. yeah, oh, he's oh, the best. That's great. I didn't yeah.
0: even to catch on that.
1: Yeah, they're both like, he's the best. And then uh, in the credits, I'll give you a fun one. In the credits of episode two, um, you see the uh, Truster Bro truck <laughs> driving through. Remember Truster Bro from Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see the Truster Bros. Uh, I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. That's pretty good. And, like yeah, what book. a fun little... What a fun little, like, you know, Easter egg that doesn't matter, doesn't change anything, doesn't do anything, but uh, put a smile on my face. Uh, and, uh, by the way, that guy from Trustbro Bro, I see him in everything now. He's yeah. he's a yeah, he's main part in For All Mankind. He was on uh, Night Sky, mm-hmm. which we just watched. And, yeah, yeah, good for him.
0: Yeah. Good for him. Um, uh, she will return, Iman Vellani will return in the Marvels, which comes out November yes. 11, 2022. And it's her with Captain Marvel. And I'm looking forward to Yeah, and Photon. and Photon. And Photon. Uh, yeah, which I think which is I her think, name, right? Uh, who's Photon? Uh, the character from Wandavision that uh, was Monica Rambo's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, she's in it as well. Um, yeah, she's the third Marvel. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to it because there was when we saw the first Captain Marvel, it was kind of lacking something. Not on Brie Larson or anything in particular. I just thought the movie was kind of lacking something. I think Imon Velani's going to be able to help add add that little kind of, I don't know, that quirkiness or that kind of fun aspect to it that it didn't have. It was just a little bit dry. And so looking forward to that.
1: Uh, the only thing I want to see about it that, that's bothered me about Kevin Marvel, because I, I love the actress. I love this first storyline was this great storyline. You find out she has this massive amount of power. Mm-hmm. The very next time we see her, she's, she understands all this power, right? She's, she's been, she's had it for, for, Thirty years, she's yeah. been off doing whatever it is she's doing. I think they even say whatever it is she's doing in a dress that uh, I think uh, Miss Marvel. At the beginning, says a lot of people think she's ditched humanity, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't think that's the case. And uh, yes, we don't know how she got to learn how to use and, and what she's done with all this power. But she comes down and like puts a beaten down on Th- Thanos. Um, and then I think what they're setting up is because in the cartoons and the comics, she comes back and she's kind of a mentor and a teacher to the younger Avengers, especially Ms. Marvel, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that they're setting up as the Young Avengers. So she's the new, like, idol, like, Captain America they look up to, okay. and leader of Avengers and all that. But I want to see her struggle more first. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, I want to see her learning to use these powers and not just go from, oh, I learned how to use them at the end of this first movie, and now, like, you just trust that I'll train everybody because I'm the strongest in the world. Well, okay. Yeah, but, like, I don't let me see a little crazy. bit more of you doing that. I don't, I don't see her as this... We just still don't even have any kind of concept on what her powers or limits or anything are right now.
0: Well, I don't. I uh, agree with you. I want to see her struggle because, like, when people are too overpowered, that's the same reason I'm not a big Superman fan. When people are too overpowered, it doesn't make it interesting. And she's Superman? Yeah, she yeah. basically is. Um, I don't need her to. I don't need any more of her learning her powers. I don't need that. Um,
1: not learning, but, you know, like Guardians 2, like any sequel was like, now, now do your thing. Be, yeah. be Captain Marvel, not just. It feels like we're dropping into the King Thor, you know, where they talk about where he's like where he retires and then he's like like uh, telling all the people what to do. Like, it, it feels like that. It feels like she became tough at the end of the first movie and now she's going to be teaching everybody how to be such a badass like her. And you're like, the only time we saw you badass was two minutes of Endgame. Yeah. Like, let's see some more of that first, so eh, then we can...
0: Eh, I don't need that. I, I think they established it in, in-game how strong she was with Thanos, and then I'm fine from that. I don't really... Because Captain Marvel was not that great of a movie, so I'm fine with this, with this, where they're just moving on from that. I'm good with that. Because why keep... If it didn't work the first time, why would you keep going to that well?
1: I think that director just didn't do a good job, Yeah, personally.
0: Well, it also felt like it was kind of thrown together, because they needed her... They needed to throw her in before Endgame, like they needed Quickly. her to be in. Yeah. So I think it felt very rushed. Um, that could be it too. Uh, next on the list is we just completed this yesterday. It's a six-episode miniseries called "We Own This City," and it's based off of a true-life story of um, some corrupt Baltimore cops. Um, that, and I think it so it kind of skips around because it gives its present day it gives you past history. It kind of goes around, but. I think the very end of it's around 2017. Like it, it leads up to 2017 when um, the actual finale happens in the show, and it's it, so it's written by David Simon, same the same guy that did The Wire. So you're going to see a lot of people from The Wire pop up. Um, Jamie Hector, who played Marlowe, is in it uh, a good chunk. There's a few other characters that kind of pop up that um, that were in The Wire, and they kind of have little. Little guest roles in this but it's cool it's good Like cast is amazing John Barenthal is going to win an Emmy for this like he is unbelievable I saw that good. he I saw is a lot of people saying that same thing he he is like he owns every scene he's in like he's on another level um, which is good because the character Wayne Jenkins is kind of it it, it it lends to Wayne Jenkins it's not John Barenthal just going all over the place because he can it makes sense for the character uh, Wumi Mosaku who's quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. She's fantastic in it. Josh Charles plays Daniel Herschel, who's one of the most despicable cops, and Josh Charles is fantastic at it. Um, A lot of people that I've kind of seen here and there that have kind of come out, David McDougal's in a couple episodes as this cop. He's great. Um, McKinley Belcher, who I've never, I don't think I've seen him before, plays a cop called Gondo, who is really good. Um, Daryl Brick Gibson, who you might mostly know from... Barry, he's one of the the, the acting uh, kids. is in it and is great. I mean, it's just it's just well done. It's just a it was a well done series. It's only six episodes and it's very much worth watching. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, it's on my it's on top
1: of my to do list right now.
0: It it's been making me nope, want to go back and second. watch The Wire all over again. But we have to finish Shield then we have to watch Justified. Then we can watch The Wire. So yeah, okay, it's, I've got to watch Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I've got to watch that too, I know. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend this. It's six episodes. You're in and you're out. And it's, um, it's, just, it's just a really good... It, it, it makes you feel like you're watching uh, a spinoff of The Wire. Very much worth it. Um, awesome. The next one... So I went and saw this in theaters. And then you saw it a little while after I think it came out on streaming. Uh, and it's... Uh, I'm interested to get your take of it. So it's The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And basically, what it is is, uh, it, it's an action-packed comedy. So Nicholas plays Cage plays Nicholas Cage, um, and he's getting terrible acting roles. And finally, he's like, "I'm going to quit acting," um, but he's trying to impress his daughter because he's been a terrible father. And he gets an offer for a million dollars to go to uh, a fan played by Pedro Pascal's uh, birthday party. So he ends up going, and it. <laughs> Things apparently they're not good things. So Tiffany Haddish and um, oh, what's his name, um, Ike Barinholtz are CIA agents, which is very believable, and they're there to watch Pedro Pascal, and because they said he's a bad guy. And so you're kind of figuring out what's going on here, and it's just, what did you think of it?
1: <laughs> so I thought it was glorious. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was
1: glorious. <laughs> I even for, from the point of. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris as his agent, yes. his character. He <laughs> does, him. Him. does not care about him at all. He sends him to this island and he's like, I'm not there to, to beg his wife. And I he's like, No, I'm not. You're not there to beg his wife. Are you? No. Okay, no, yeah. we're fine. <laughs> 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 and, uh, uh, to, uh, yeah, Sharon Horgan. I mean, what a perfect actress to pick as the wife. Yeah. She's so awesome. Yeah. And the scene where she goes like King Cartel on him was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Uh, you know, when they've got to go meet the bad guy, and, yeah. and uh, she's got to prove that she's part of that mob crew or whatever. Uh Ah, God, it was at uh, him. The best part was just when Cage has to talk to Cage from Gone in sixty seconds yes. uh, in that leather yes. jacket. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was oh, like even younger seems... than
0: Gone in sixty six. I felt like it was. More it may like have been leaving yeah. Las Vegas, kind of. Yeah, it was kind of an
1: amalgamation of a yeah. few of those yeah. and Moonstruck, all those old ones, and really, it was. Really, they were from when he was good, yeah. <laughs> right? That was him back when he was in his heyday of all his great movies. And, uh, and now he's he's the new Nick Cage. And uh, just the, seeing the wax figure of himself holding the guns from Face Off, and just going, this dude's hideous. And it shows like his uh, his face line up with the wax doll. And it's like a perfect, <laughs> perfect <laughs> done thing of Nick Cage. And you're like, oh, God, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I God, he made fun of himself in such a great way, this guy mm-hmm. Tom uh, Gore, uh, Gormican, Gormican uh, was yeah. a
0: director and writer. Yeah, he clearly did it with love. Yeah, yeah, I that's a good <clears throat> way of putting it. Yeah, he he makes yeah, fun of Nicolas Cage while also at the same time loving the Cage.
1: Yeah, and all these people like were like trans, like watching these Nick Cage movies, and you kind of do have to be like he's. Uh, I mean, we make fun of this Nick Cage now, but dude. His filmography, when he was on fire, oh Jesus Christ, yeah. man, it is. Gone in sixty seconds so is still impressive. great. The
0: Rock is still an amazing movie. Like he just, all he would do was these, was these good movies. Face Off was ridiculously dumb. I hated that. Moonstruck,
1: movie, leaving, Moonstruck Las Vegas, leaving Las Vegas. It could happen to you. Guarding Tess, which they make a great. Yes. Uh, a couple scenes from on there, which was uh, amazing. Uh honeymoon in Vegas. Like all, so many, so many movies. Uh, that were just so great. Raising Arizona, of course, oh, is like one, God, of the all-time is one of all time greatest. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. I'm, yeah, I I could go through a hundred of these, but but I won't. But it's yeah. uh, <laughs> just just a great actor. Well, and, then and Pedro uh,
0: Pascal acting against him was so. Pedro Pascal is amazing.
1: Well, and I'll tell you the funniest, you know, I guess like meta part, or maybe just ironic part, is that um, it's all about him. Like man, if we get one one big hit and we're back, right? Like we we like people know I'm good, so I just need one good hit. I'm gonna do all these movies. If I could just find one big hit, I'll be back. What's so funny is they're filming this as his actual real life one big hit hits the air, which is Pig. Yeah. So he got this like all this like the notoriety for Pig and being this great actor again, and and uh, you know the movie being. The movie being good is what I heard, but that his performance is unbelievable and he's being recognized everywhere for it. And for that to come out as they were in the middle of filming this movie, I can imagine how funny that was. It's like, well, you got it. (laughs) Like, do we we cancel the movie? I don't know. (laughs) He's a big guy again. Like,
0: uh, maybe this won't be as funny now.
1: But, uh, yeah, uh, it was amazing. It, It was one of my favorite movies of the year, I would say.
0: Yeah, I I loved uh, her, not the best movie of the year, but one of my favorites. No, but what it meant. Th- we always talk about this. It set out what it m- meant to do, and it did so at an unbelievable level. And for such a difficult, this could have been really dumb and cheesy very easily. But the way it was handled, I was fault. I gave it a ten. It, it it was what it was supposed to be. I gave it a ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say nine point five. Yeah. and I don't even know why I'm counting off at all. Maybe. It, I could be talked into a ten. I mean, because, <laughs> you know? well, you think well uh,
0: this can't be a ten because I put it's my not... gear goggles on. it's easy easily a ten. Yeah, like <laughs> I would watch this several times. To- I'm gonna watch this several more times. I'm sure. and
1: it, the part that's to me that can't be forgotten in this is that uh it, it's the common theme of when when you and I give something tens. Is that it's unexpected and it's original, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I never saw this coming, didn't know I wanted it. You gave me something I never knew I needed, <laughs> never knew I always wanted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I. God,
0: and it, the execution was, was the execution was perfect, it, it, it was not. It didn't feel like it went too, too long. It was not too no, short. It told a right. story. It threw me through like it, it. had me. It had a twist that I didn't see coming. Uh, the end was great. Like every it set out what it needed to do
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it could not it could not have you couldn't have done this any better so yeah i have no i have no qualms giving it a 10 you gave it a 9.5 imdb, gave, yeah, it a 7. IMDb no. gave it a yeah the transition imdb gave it a 7.1 which is an 8.1 What? i know still felt it was very low rotten tomatoes critics gave it an 87% fans gave it an 87% and that sounds right yeah which is amazing cuz the critics and the the audience rarely are that like on the nose with each other
1: yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's just hard to deny. It was genuinely great, and I mean, nobody pulled it down at all. In fact, I would say the only unknown in it was uh, Paco León, mm-hmm. and he killed it. Yeah, <laughs> he did a great job of being the 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 secret. Uh, mastermind in it all, and uh, yeah, and and uh, th- the end with uh, Demi Moore playing his wife was yes. just hilarious. Yeah. I love <laughs> how they just did hilarious that. Yeah,
0: made the movie about it. Yeah, no, that was great. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, that was that was awesome.
0: Let us move on. Uh, the next thing is something that we have both loved: uh, the Offer, which is the the telling of how the movie The Godfather got made. Which I, I knew parts of it, I did not know the depths, like how crazy, how involved with the mob everything was. Um, but it was it was phenomenal. This this show, I think I would also maybe give like at least a 9.5. I don't know what would keep me from giving it a 10. I couldn't wait to watch it every uh, every episode. Uh, the cast is Unreal. Miles Teller, again, one of, he's one of our favorite actors. Matthew Good, as Robert Evans, deserves to be nominated for lots he of things. He really does. Because he was so unbelievable at it um the whole cast was good I want to I mean I'd go through all of them but it's Dan Fogler, Byrne Corman, Colin Hanks, Giovanni Urbisi, Juno Temple again knocks it out of the park after Ted Lasso plays a very different character and is equally as amazing I'm interested to see what her next thing is um Jake kind really like I was like oh this kid probably got it because of his dad nope he was just really good no, you yep. yeah, earned it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it did great. Absolutely, earned it.
0: Yeah, we've talked about it before, but Anthony Ippolito as Al Pacino was so unbelievably on the nose for Al Pacino. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, like, if you would have told me, look, we we built a time machine, went back, got Al Pacino, brought him back to do this thing, I would one hundred percent believe you.
1: Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Yeah, I was, I was very, very pleased uh, with, with it. I, I, I give it a solid 10. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I, this is hard to believe, but like I told people, I was like, it, for me, it was as much fun watching as it was the Godfather.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, like it was every bit as gripping and fun. And, uh, and, and you had the, uh, uh, character development for, you know, six, eight hours of these characters in the show. And, uh, God, I loved it. I could, mm-hmm. I, it was one of the most, I will say, I've anticipated the next, the release of the next episode for any show that I've watched this yeah. this year. Th- that and the boys, uh, maybe a couple others that are in the top five. Like it is, it's definitely top five. And again, like we talked about earlier, original and totally unexpected. Yeah. Not, you know, not another cop show, not a spinoff of something, not a sequel, just, something I never even considered that somebody would make and they made it. They didn't think I would care about it. And man, did I care about it? <laughs> I loved it. It was interesting, it was fascinating. Yeah. I Obviously they can't do a season two, but my God, if they want to do a longest yard season, <laughs> a season two about longest yard, I'm in. I don't think it'd be <laughs> as entertaining, it. but yeah, I wish they would no, do that. I hope wouldn't. they
0: do that with more of these. So yeah, anybody, if you're looking for something to watch, this is, I put this at the tippy top of the list. It was fantastic. Um, I also wanted to talk about Family Guy. So, <laughs> I have not watched Family Guy in years, kind of like Simpsons, because it's like, oh, the first couple of seasons were great, and then it just got bad. And then you and our other buddy Parker were telling us about, we're saying how it's gotten better. And so I went back and watched uh, the most recent season, and I've been binging it like crazy. Like it is, it's been, it's like a, it's not a return to the old Family Guy because it's just it can't. It's a that was a different period, but this is so great in its own right like it's it's definitely got a you can tell they're like okay this is the parameters for the humor but the writers they have now have like their own kind of voice for it and i'm um, very much digging it
1: yeah i agree it's 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 been phenomenal
0: yeah that's all i yeah nothing to really say other than that is just i'm glad yeah, that family yeah. i'm glad that family guy is good again um next is candy so you've you've you're caught up on candy you saw the finale you're all you're all. Caught I up on did. That Um,
1: unexpected yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah that that ending whoa yeah oh i know uh i mean i think my wife kind of knew a lot of where it was going because i think she knew about it a little bit Mm because she's like a true crime junkie Mm -hmm. um um but i will say (laughs) so the the hotel they kept going to is called the como hotel Mm -hmm. uh in real life and it's right next door to a papacitos (laughs) in (laughs) richardson off of 75 okay and so my i was like She's made me go there like three times over the last couple months. And then as we're as I finished this series and I was like reading a little about it in Como Hotel, I was like, I looked at her, I was like, Have you been making me go to Papacitos for the to see the Como Hotel? She's like,
0: <laughs> Lizzie, you don't need an excuse to go to Papacitos. That's always <laughs> yeah. a good
1: time. no, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, except that now a, a an enchilada plate of two enchiladas is $29.99. Um good, yeah, it's insane. But uh yeah, candy. To see what happened to Candy after it all, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. no idea. I thought it was for sure she's going to jail. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah, much less what she became, uh, which I guess spoilers yeah. <laughs> if you're watching Candy. But not only does this psychopath become, uh, uh, get get off, but uh, she becomes a mental health counselor. <laughs> oh my God, that is just twisted. And she clearly been, you find out one of the fun twists at the end is that she'd been having another affair. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, after the after pablo so god she's twisted and uh and they say that dude hung on for four more years poor guy yeah i don't know what made him stay with her despite hearing that not once but twice she yeah. she cheated on him so
0: within it's the so community weird. too like these were all her, her like her friends husbands
1: yeah 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 the way that uh she wouldn't say who it was because he was married. And so all her friends were looking at their husbands. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. was it you? Was it you?
1: Yeah. Oh, God, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. That was, um, yeah, it, it, it was good. I felt like it was five episodes. It probably could have been four. I felt like they stretched it out a little bit longer. Um, some of the pacing yeah. and storytelling I felt was like a little unnecessary. The acting was good. Um, everyone was good. Jessica Biel was fantastic. Pablo Shriver, Millie Linsky, Tim, Timothy Simons. Um, even, uh, uh, what's his face? Her husband, you know, the guy with the singing. Thing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What's his name? Is he From still v. doing things? That's all you remember. Yeah, that NSYNC guy, the one, real life husband. Yeah, the one that never panned out. What was his name?
1: Well, not just that, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Melanie Litsky's husband was the other cop. Oh really? It was Jason Ritter. Yeah.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they were, they were both cops. Were the two. Actresses, real oh, life husband. I love
0: that. That's <laughs> awesome. I also knew yeah. know she was married to Jason Ritter.
1: Yeah, he's he's a good dude.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll be darned. All right. Um. Yeah. What did you think about this? Like, what would you? Like, I wouldn't. It's if just tough because to it would be like, yeah, yeah. You can see it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out and. I'll recommend put it, it this way: I think they did the right thing
1: rushing it to series to beat out the HBO show. Because I have a feeling the HBO series will be paced better and be yeah. a better, like wrap the story up better. And the actors are Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons, So it's going to be good.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> And they, sh- I saw, but there's no hard feelings. Cause I saw at the premiere <laughs> for that HBO uh, version of it. Melody Linsky was there <laughs> oh, <laughs> with okay. the version, uh, with the actress that plays their version of her as well. So th- I thought that was interesting.
0: That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Now it was all right. Yeah. it's not bad. I'm kind of interested to see what the, uh, what the HBO version is um, yeah. next is finally a comedy like we have like there's so many dramas out, but there's just not that many comedies that I've seen. And finally, we get a comedy and that's uh, loot. So this is I think they're all about 30 minutes. Looks like there's 11 episodes and it's uh, my Rudolph plays basically like a Jeff Bezos, wife, where she finds out he's cheating. She divorces. She gets eighty seven billion dollars. And now she's got to be like a <laughs> billion, what, billion with a B. <laughs> And now she's like, i got to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So uh, her her charitable uh, foundation that's named after the Novak Foundation, named after her, her last name but also her husband's last name, uh, they're like, hey, we need you to come in. So she comes in, and the the person running is basically like, hey, you need to calm down because you're really screwing things up for us when you're out partying and all that. Uh, also yeah, she's you're like, making a
1: bad name for yourself. it put a bad name on the foundation. Yeah.
0: Uh, she also hired her cousin. Uh, Wee, uh, played by Ron Funches, and, and Nate Faxon is the um, is their accountant who is the wisest person ever. The, uh, the love
1: interest too, it, it appears to be.
0: It, oh, oh, is he? Oh, I didn't even catch that. Oh, that's yeah, pretty great. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they're yeah. very much.
1: Yeah, they're very much hating it off. Every time they talk, they're having funny. They're kind of laughing together, and uh, yeah, you can. I can tell. Yeah, they're that's a Good point.
0: Oh, she's yeah. going to end
1: up with the, the everyman.
0: I like it. Now, he's only scheduled for three episodes, but hopefully that works out. But, oh, my God. One of the best lines was, like, after the divorce, Ron punches. is like, don't worry. Black Twitter's got your back. And Nate Fax is like, and a white Facebook <laughs> does, too. Sorry. That made me sound like I was in white supremacy groups. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, my aunt sends me some disturbing texts every now and then, but you know what? Let's just talk
0: about you about it. <laughs> this, I feel like this has got a lot All of right. potential. Like The first episode was so very heavily found in foundation That like there weren't as many jokes, but the ones they had stuck really well. Um, Especially the one with like not Sting, who's also that actor is uh, credited as not (laughs) Sting. Yeah, (laughs)
1: I'm really not Sting. Take a picture. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Everything they've done, like I'm looking forward because now the tone is set. Like we know where the we understand the world now. We understand the parameters. We understand the characters that are in it, and now we can go from there and explore all the characters' journeys well so, how many episodes have you seen? One. I've only seen the first one. Oh, okay. Okay. So the first three are out. Yeah. They dropped them all three at the first
1: at, together and it makes sense because at the end of episode 3, uh it feels very much like okay, now we're ready to roll with the
0: story. I gotcha That's you what it what I felt mean? like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first yeah.
1: episode. Yeah, at, at the was end of the third is really Yeah, they've got to go through just some of the basic stuff you would expect them to have to do. The first couple episodes, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, like I said, the end of episode three, it's like okay, now we've now we've set everything up. Now we're ready to start rolling. Kind of kind of like that first season that I think was just six episodes of Parks and Rec, which was like it was okay. Yeah, (laughs) it wasn't amazing, but it was okay. And uh, same with But it did a lot of the The groundwork, so it was ready to go. Yeah, yeah. All those comedies, like if they do a good job, it's because you care about each individual character, Mm -hmm. and the only way you can care about each individual character. is by uh, setting things up for every single one of them So yeah it takes it's, there's some work and there's some work leg work to be done.
0: yeah um, you know I'm looking forward to this I kind of have to parcel out because I feel like I'm gonna be able to I feel like I'm gonna binge through it too much but uh, I'm yeah I'm uh, so far I'm one episode in and I'm enjoying it. I love me some Maya Rudolph love me some Ron Funches. Um, Nate Faxon is becoming more and more enjoyable after uh, our flag means death and this and he's written quite a few things. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really good.
1: I'll tell you, I hope the one Easter egg, I hope we get at some point just from just loving the way the good place ended and the fact that he saved the world is, uh, her watching, uh, Raylan Givens and Justified at some point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because she has to disappear for a few, for like a year (laughs) to go watch uh, the entire series of uh, Of of Justified Justified, missions.
0: That that would be great.
1: So in love with with Timothy Oliphant. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Even just her watching it in the background would make me laugh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's a good call. I didn't think about that. Um, And then last on the list, but certainly not least, is we've got the finale to Ozark. Kinda. I uh, know. I'm interested to see what you thought of the finale.
1: Uh, I loved it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's funny because it's not what I wanted going yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, all I want more than anything is just a violent, horrible, long, prolonged death for Laura Lynn's character. Yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) Maybe slayed alive. I don't know. I don't normally go to Stark. Yeah. (laughs) But for her character, she deserves it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, no, it uh, it was kind of... So I hear a lot to the point that it almost bothers me sometimes on all these shows that are more of like an anti-hero Right, that you're you're kind of reading for character, but you're kind of not, you know, supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always like, Well, he deserves to die at the end, or he deserves horrible things to happen at the end. My character's gotta go down. And sometimes you're like, I don't want him to. Yeah. <laughs> uh like like not always. Not every time does that have to happen. Um but in this case, it kinda got it was a it was a darker ending than it appeared to be when you first watch it. I mean, the, the son and daughter all they cared about was them getting out of it. Right, was the family getting those two out of it so they don't follow in their in those bad footsteps? Right, and they're they're doing everything they can to get the family out. However, um, on their way out of town, where they've gotten out of it, the car flips. That could have been the ending. That could have been the good ending you wanted to a degree, as them driving back to town and their lives were going to go back to normal. But Mm, instead, yeah, they end up they end up coming back. They get pulled back in a little bit, and. a little bit. Can you see the sun. A little bit. You see the the, the final scene. I, I guess got me going is the sun killing the, the the inspector.
0: Yeah, and the cop. He is the now, cop, He's a straight the up cop, cop now.
1: Yeah. You're right. You're right. He's a cop now, and he's so now the sun is for, full circle back in deep with the family and the cartel business that they're part of, um, well, and they all that are. is like right. They all are, but like, but but Windy and and Marty, they always work. In own. well, Marty always was. Wendy got pulled into it, but you find out she was always kind of not the best person. Uh, But, and then Wendy, and then Wendy took it even further. But the kids, the kids were the whole point to me, where the whole thing was like, they just wanted to get the kids to safety. And it's this slow, the whole series is a slow build of the kids getting pulled further and further into it, despite how hard they insist they're trying to push them out of it. The son actually gets away, leaves, moves away from the family. They almost get away with the grandfather. Like, they all... The grandfather is even like... I think you know they're not good. For, they're safe here with yeah. you. Right. To Wendy. She says, I think even you know they're not safe here with you. And so they all, oh, they have their out. They almost get away, but instead, right, right when you think they're out, they pull you back <laughs> in. And uh, and uh, he ends up killing a cop and joining the family back. And you know, the daughter's going to go where, where her brother, her, yeah, where her brother goes because um, they joined at the hip. And yeah, it's just, oh, what a dark ending. Uh, I just yeah. thought it was so dark that the families just basically confirmed that they're going to stay evil. Like you think you're getting away with it, but you, we know as the audience know that no. I mean, every minute of your life is stress and panic to to stay alive. So they're basically like in hell, and they're worse <laughs> off now way.
0: because now they're worse off. Yeah, because before they were they were working for Omar, but Omar liked them. He understood their use and like the money laundering. Yeah, he was a bit of a, a bit of respect. They were at least safer with him. But with um, oh, and what's the um, what's sister. her the sister Omar's thing. sister? Yeah, Omar's sister takes over, and she sees who they are. She knows who they are, kind of from the beginning. I feel like, and kind of yeah. plays them and puts them in position. Like, all right, you're gonna do all this for us. She kind of set it up so you're gonna do all this. And then once she finds out that Ruth was the one that killed her son, they're like, okay, um, yeah. we're gonna kill your whole family if you do anything. We're gonna go kill. Her. And they know what's happening. And that's the thing. That's yeah. You whole... have to
1: you have to not warn her.
0: That's the whole yeah. point about the birds is like, unless you are a bird, and even then, so everything they touch wil- turn wilts and dies. And even with their kids, yeah. like Charlotte was going to go off to school, that's probably not going to happen now. Like, she's almost 18, she can do whatever she wants. Um, Jonah is a genius, he was going to go do his own thing and make money legitimately, and he would have done very well because he was smart. Wait, and now, what, one of my he safe, can't. favorite lines,
1: yeah, I think it was the. It was the second to last episode in the opening. She goes, what'd you do? He goes, I had to move uh, discretionary funds and hide, uh, hide transfers for 11 corporate entities that I have offshore and then get my humanity homework done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, God, yeah, this dude can do it all. And yeah. he's so young. And they've given him the skills to, to kind of bury himself. <laughs> well, to basically <laughs> to to take get, over yeah. for
0: Marty. So which would be even interesting is if this kept going. Mm-hmm. At one, yep. Marty is not as nest will not be as necessary in the future because Jonah can do all this stuff, and so not only basically, Marty, yeah. uh, Jonah, and Charlotte are little versions of Marty and Wendy, and that's yep. the cycle will continue. And so they never got out, they kept they were, was like, We're so close, we're so close, but they never were. Once you get into that, you're just you're never out,
1: yeah. Poor three, he's got all this money and nobody to share it with now. Uh, because Ru- Ruth was also taken out, as we mentioned before. Uh yeah, she gets you know, she finally gets out, becomes the first Langmore that's got a clean record. Uh she's finally making it of herself, building that house there on the water and then boom, well that's the thing
0: like it just keeps continuing. All the, the lang- birds yeah. all the landmores were murdered because of the birds. Now Ruth is gone. Three's gonna take over the boat. Now he owns the uh the casino and so he's going to have all this money and they're going to need him to need him cuz he owns it and they'll kind of use him as a shell and the same thing that happened to that that uh, to Sam is they're going to use him, this sweet little kid, and they're going to end up just ruining his life. That's what they do. They ruin everyone's life and then see themselves as the heroes.
1: Yeah, I love that they brought Rachel back for this final part of the season uh who they, you know, had ruined her life in the first season. Yeah. Taking her hotel and uh, I thought that was that was great uh, that they brought her back because I got to be honest, it had been so long. When I first saw Rachel, I'm like, "Who is this?" <laughs> <I> really, <laughs> like, my, yeah, my wife too. She's Cat. like, "Yeah, that was her thing. Like, was,
0: she worked at the Blue Cat. Yeah, it wasn't
1: her hotel, yeah, we, was it?" No, no, she, she, yeah, she owned their hotel, and, oh, okay. and they had to, they had to buy it away from her. Yeah, she, he was her first, he was the first uh, acquisition, or I mean, she was the first acquisition, blue, blue Cat that was. Marty made. Yeah, it was, blue, yeah, the the, was her Blue Cat. Yeah. from her. Yeah, uh, when he took over and then she says at the end, like, you can buy it all the way away from me instead of half. And uh, and she goes, But the only like a contention was that he had to keep that boy employed, which he ended up not oh, that's right. doing oh, yeah. last minute, not realizing. Um, but yeah, when they first showed her, both me and my wife were just like, I know I'm supposed to know who this is because Ruth flies out to Miami to see her. And, like, and we're both like, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, and then finally, we like it up and we're like, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> like it took us a minute, but yeah, it just it had been a minute, man, since yeah. we've seen that character. So, uh, yeah, and then, uh, uh, Special Agent Maya Miller, yeah, like her her story, she's gonna basically be able to reopen a case against the birds now, yeah, uh, because she knows that that cop was killed for what they did, yeah, um, so she may be the only person that turns out better for this, uh. Because she may get her job back at the FBI now that she has, like,
0: Maybe. a lead on but she also a lead lost, on. but she finally found some found someone that she loved and now they're gone the birds killed them so now this will this Oh will that's eat right up. she was in love with them yeah so yes. this is just yeah, going you're to right. eat them is yeah. this is just going to eat her up like this is going to yeah. consume her like everyone else that has gone after the birds it consumes them cuz they're so evil and they keep getting away with it but they are i mean this is similar to Breaking Bad they're just they're evil they keep trying to justify themselves that it's all they're just trying to do this for their family but they're not it's self-preservation at the expense of yep. others.
1: It was very much a Sopranos ending too, in the way that it's like, well, life's just going to keep going on. Like yeah. nothing's going to change for them. This is who they are till till death. Yeah. And we're not going to show you all of them just die in a blaze of glory today. But like you know now that their lives are kind of going to suck.
0: Yeah.
1: From here on out, like they're just going to suck because they're under the thumb of Elzandra. And if she uh, if she ever dies, like there's definitely no loyalty at that. In that cartel anymore, you yeah. know, from anybody like Omar. There's nothing like that that they have going for him. No. Uh So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough doing from here on out. So yeah, I, I mean, they, they could potentially do some kind of reunion movie one day down the line, but I hope they don't. Yeah, I don't it, need it. Uh, I hope they don't. It it, it ended great. Uh, I'll tell you the one thing I'm really confused about <laughs> to this day. I still can't put my finger on that, and maybe I, you remember something I'm forgetting. Did we ever figure out if the priest was evil or not?
0: No, no, we didn't. Father Benitez? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. He just, man, he seemed evil. But then he'd say good things. Like, he looked like he, that guy that's, like, like being too nice. But, like, he cl- clearly has evil intentions. Yeah. He felt like that forever. But then I feel like we never actually saw anything bad happen to the point that he even kind of warns Wendy, like, stop this. Yeah. Like <laughs> You have a chance to stop. So, like, yeah. we do get that from him once. But other than that, like, I feel like. Yeah, we, we I don't know. I don't I, I still don't know if that guy's evil or not. I
0: think he I think he's well intentioned is the best yeah, I can say. I but think, still under I the think thumb his job is under. to be everyone's conscious as best as he can, but still you're working for a cartel. I mean you you're it's to oh. the cartel, how far can you I don't so I don't oh, know if far can
1: not take for, that. Yeah, and we can't we can't forget either that uh, both Wendy and uh Jim, uh Rattlesdorf, who's uh you know, the uh, her advisor yeah. and, and lawyer through it all, break the one uh, line that they swore they would never do and they helped the senator uh create voter fraud mm-hmm. <laughs> and have a son create put voter machines in the swing states where they're gonna be able to uh yeah well, to, they to pulled to them. force votes they throw pulled, votes their way. Well away. they
0: pulled them at the end. But of course because because it's Wendy, um, she has mm-hmm. to have the high ground. She has to have the moral superiority. So and she has to like it's again like it's her Marty's thing is that he lets he kind of lets Wendy and other people run all over him at first it was his his um, his um partner who he let walk all over him and then it was Wendy and he kind of just blindly follows him and but Wendy's thing is like she can't let anyone get one over on her because she's still constantly at fight, in a fight with her father to prove her worth and so when she finally when Schaefer all those things happen when they're at the the casino and like And Jim Rilesdorf says, Hey, we got, not only do we get the people we need, we got more than that. We don't need you anymore. She has to go right then and there and tell Schaefer, Oh, I don't need you. We don't need to get um, Omar off the uh, uh, SDI Mm -hmm. list or whatever. And then of course, as soon as she does that, it all blows up in her face because that's, it was all like what their, what, what their weak points were, where they were kind of vulnerable. And, um, Ruth was always kind of Marty. Ruth was Marty, and that's always what kind of led to her dar- to her downfall. Um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of the kids too. They liked Marty because he was this. He seemed like this sympathetic, good character, but he was so mm-hmm. he he couldn't. He needed someone to kind of lead him. Like he was really good. And he knew like his job and knew what he wanted to do, but he needed someone to lead him. And he kind of always got scooped up by people with that were unscrupulous. You know.
1: Yeah, the, the only person that you could say maybe had, maybe had some kind of positive ending was Sam, because he goes off and joins the church. But uh, it didn't seem like a bunch of good people in the church either, though. So, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, know. God, no. Yeah, no that's gonna, yeah, it's going to yeah. turn yeah. out
0: terrible for Sam. It's just going to be more yeah, of the same for him. No, the it only, really is. Yeah. The only person I think that might have... He
1: ended, found a new mom.
0: Yeah, the only person I think that might have ended up better than they started is... Um, Well, kind of when they started, but in the middle. But was the Kansas City mob boss's son? Um, He he, maybe. Well, I mean, he got he got his penis shot off, but he also he learned humility, and it made him because he would have been a terrible. He couldn't have taken over for his father before that incident because he was too cocky and sure and overly sure of himself, and that humbled him, and he became a better mob boss, and now he can run that, and he'll take over. And his ties to the birds is cut, too, now that Ruth is dead. So, he's kind of I the only one that's free though. clear. I think you're forgetting, though, that he got his penis shut off. Yes, so. yes. The, <laughs> yes. Yes, like yes.
1: I feel like everybody would be a vastly more productive version of themselves without a penis on. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the issue. But, but, like, that's the yeah. thing. is. But, like, the thing is, if he didn't come across the birds, that wouldn't have happened. And he probably his dad probably would have never given him the position of taking over. And if he did, he would have ran it into the ground because he was like a spoiled rich kid idiot. He got humbled by them in a horrific well, fashion. Darlene, fashion though, do it.
1: It's, I was to say it was more Darlene, but I guess it was still all part
0: of the birds really. Yeah. That's right. Darlene yeah. shot him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, that, that's the thing is by some degree, the birds, everything they touch to
1: turn to yeah. crap. So even the sheriff's being killed.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah but no, I enjoyed the ending. It took me a while. Like after it ended, I was like, oh, that's the end. Like I knew it was coming quick. And I was like, this needs to wrap up soon. And then when it happened, I I just sat there for a second and like, was like thinking about like Mm -hmm. everything, like, which I like, I like those. where you're just sitting there and you're thinking about it for a while, but it was, I agree. Overall, I enjoyed it, but it made sense. Like the worst hell that those, you wanted those people to have a long suffering. Well, not so much the kids, but mostly Wendy, but, Marty deserved it just as much, and you wanted them to have a suffering ending, and this is it. This is that suffering ending. They will never get out of this. They will constantly be in fear, and it, the, the cycle just continues for season upon season of horrific awfulness that they can't ever seem to dig themselves out of.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, great show.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, that is everything we have for this week. A little bit of an extra long episode. Um, we'll be back later with uh, some of the stuff that's coming this week some good things, uh, some news, some trailers, and just what we're, we've gotten behind on. Uh, until that time, catchphrase. What do you return? <laughs>